We ready to drop this thing? Uh, Houston, uh, we are uh, ready. Okay, everybody, let's take it from the top. Atomic batteries to power. Four. Prepare for warp speed. Turbines to speed. Three. Standby transwarp drive. Two. Roger. Ready to move out. On my mark. One. Let's go. This is the Low Down Sports Show with Drew. Yes, sir. And BJ. Let's get at it. And it starts now. All right, everyone. Welcome into the Low Down Sports Show. This show is brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network, presented by DraftKings. I'm your host, Drew. I'm BJ. And we're here to get the lowdown on all things basketball once again. Back for another episode, going around the association again, 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 and somehow, some way, BJ, I don't know how this is possible, but we're once again going to be talking about the Sacramento Kings. Is this a record or something for a non-Sacramento Kings-based podcast? I, I think it is. I think, I mean, we kind of talked about it preseason where they were, you know, they could be in position if they could just stay healthy they had the talent and sure enough here they are probably i thought you were i thought you were about to say something different like another week another edition that we find something to talk about in brooklyn my goodness that is (laughs) that is something else too too. more brooklyn content on the way as well as talking about some news on the w side something it's good it's still good Mm -hmm. and uh and might slide some ncaa in there if we got some time for it as well because the hoops are here they popping and of course some with it or quit it bj's best what's on drew's mind the whole shebang so shebang shebang shebang. bj let us know we're ready to he's ready to go and we can get it going drew i'm ready let's do it he's ready let's get rocking okay so Starting off with those Sacramento Kings. BJ, how did we get here? Sacramento Kings being led by former All-Star DeMontis Sabonis in the month of November so far, BJ. As of yesterday, here are Sabonis' numbers. 21.6 points per game, 11.6 rebounds per game, 6.7 assists per game, and 60% from the field. In his Sacramento Kings, BJ, they have the second-best offensive rating in the league right now. It's insane. I mean, wow. just just a couple of uh, nights back, they uh, Sabonis was uh, just put up an insane numbers. Nearly got a triple-double against the Warriors, Drew. 26 points, 22 boards, 8 assists in their win over the Kings and or sorry, in their win over the Warriors, and the Kings win over the Warriors is what I should have said. And we do have a short clip here if you would like to kind of show what uh, Sabonis was able to do. Fire it up. That made him one of the top two guards in the league. And you certainly don't want him to rediscover it tonight. (laughs) He's got a little history here of third quarter. Sabonis and one. To make mistakes so that they can learn what they can and cannot do in this league. He said, unfortunately, we cannot give them that opportunity right now. Good pass by Monk to Sabonis. That one rolls off, too. Monk. Oh, it's some sugar for Sabonis. Dime drop. Burns with the layup. Hasn't really I would rather put Looney in that situation 10 out of 10 times. Okay. <laughs> Okay, Domas. 
Steve talking about it, I mentioned it earlier in the broadcast. They don't have the luxury of allowing them. It's a bonus kick to and one right here. Nice call by the officials. Back out Sabonis, why not for three? Got it! And that is two triples in this game. Fox staring down Thompson. Rejects the screen, pulls. Sabonis, got it! On the strength of Domas. Big time, big time yeah, plays. He's mugging too. Oh, was... yeah, he's, he is getting it rocking for him out there. Yeah. 21, 11 and a half, and almost seven assists. So that's big time yeah. numbers. It's huge, man. And, I mean, you saw, like, just, you know, the unselfishness there. You know, mm -hmm. the, the Sacramento team is playing as a team as you should. You know, there's there's a lot of – we're seeing, I think, that in a, in a little bit of, of uh, early season action so far that, you know, it's not just – the individuals that are taking over night in night out we're actually starting to see you know the the teams that have cohesion and everything like that like the kings mm -hmm. like teams such as um oh we talked about utah and their surprising rise to start the season you know and and then teams that have had some struggles at times you know unfortunately our mavericks have have been very hot and cold depending upon you know luca and, and his play and even if he doesn't play for instance um, and then, of course, you know, the Brooklyn Nets, one of the teams that uh, we'll talk about here in a moment. But Kings had a, a solid performance. In fact, it was a almost 30 year record high in terms of points scored that they had just the other night in their victory over Brooklyn. Um, they went on like a, a 33 to 14 run to close out the end of the first half. Drew. It's it's just phenomenal what you're seeing from Sabonis and guys like Terrence Davis. Yeah. And, I mean, just the, the way this group is made up, it's nice now with the additions they have. And you mentioned Terrence Davis, the likes of Keegan Murray. Mm -hmm. Harrison Barnes has done well. Malik yeah. Monk, who joined. Uh, Kevin Herter. Talk about Kevin Herter. He's been sensational since coming over from Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Only Curry, Steph Curry, yeah. and Keldon Johnson have made more three-pointers than Herter, Kevin Herter's 50 so far this season. And only Contavious Caldwell-Pope is shooting a higher percentage than Kevin Herter's uh, torrid. 52.6 percent mark my goodness but you're you're seeing that with not just you know sabonis where he was you know he was he was getting looks at the top of the key and, and hitting them but he was also mm -hmm. cleaning up with the glass he was oh, dishing yeah. that beautiful pass to barnes and davis was doing the same he was the uh the main contributor in their victory over the nets 31 points nine boards four assists three steals seven shots made from beyond the three-point line just a phenomenal performance. They put up 153, Drew. That was, again, you know, like I said, 30, almost 30 years high for them. They hadn't put up that many points since 93. So yeah. that's something that we hadn't seen in our lifetimes, Drew. Kings right now got a nasty little mix of accuracy and volume right now. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and Coach Brown's insistence on firing away at it has helped the team transform its offense. Nearly 41% of the Kings' shot attempts this season have come from beyond the arc, the NBA's fifth highest rate. Last season, it was just under 35%, 21st in the league, and yeah. they're drilling a crisp 38.1% of those long balls, which trails only Denver, Cleveland, Portland, and Boston. This information come out of Yahoo Sports. Uh, Tuesday's win over the Nets marked the sixth time in 13 games that the Kings have put up at least 43-point attempts. They did it just 10 times in 82 games last year. 
man, you, you talk about, like you said, just getting the confidence and, and keep that rhythm going of, of shooting from deep. You know, that's, you know, not always will those shots be able to fall, but they're not just relying on the three, you know, that, that they are shooting more and more from beyond the arc and they've got the, the guys that can do that, but they're, mm-hmm. you know, they're trying to crash the glass and, and if, and, you know, draw the defense in. And when that happens, you kick it out, you got a wide open look. And if they, uh, they don't crash in, then you just try to win the one-on-one matchup in the paint and, and get points that way. Yeah. They're clicking. They're clicking. More ball movement with this team, you know, getting, uh, you know, a lot of these different threats from outside open, you know, we talked about Herder and, and those guys, uh, Malik Bunk out there can shoot it as well. Uh, when they got to worry about all those threats, you know, it's hard to to defend that and it becomes easier for teams to find space and, and move on the inside. Uh, the Kings are moving their bodies more on offense and throwing nearly 28 more passes a game than last year. Uh, a huge reason why they're currently top five in assists per game and assist rate after being bottom 10 in both of those categories last year. So Herder, you talked about him. He ranks fifth in terms of three-pointers made per game. He's second in terms of his three-point field goal percentage, Drew. Yeah. Only behind yep. Kentavious Caldwell-Pope. Yep. Yes, indeed, man. Kings are, Kings are looking nice. I think they're positioned at eighth right now in the West, so in a play-in situation, but rising mm-hmm. up. Rising up. They got... They got a lot of uh, potential to stay right there. And if, if you're a playoff team now and you just avoid injuries, you can stay where you are and rise and just hope that you don't dunk down. But Yeah, right now, Drew, as you mentioned, they are, in fact, just a half game behind their Dallas Mavericks, tied with the Clippers. So they are in that playoff positioning. You know, you you're, you kind of see teams ahead of them that you're maybe a little bit more suspect of. Portland, you expect them to kind of taper off a little bit. I, yeah. I think Damian Lillard has been balling out, but uh, Utah especially is a team that I would keep an eye on and in terms of, you know, taking a, a drop here. And not to say that I want that to happen, but I think these are just a little bit, you know, two two teams that are kind of, you know, starting off hot and they're going to cool down. But you're, you're going to see a team like, you know, we, we think Golden State, we think L.A., the Lakers are, are still teams that can fight their way into that playoff race. As long as Sacramento can withstand the storm and kind of, keep pace with where they are right now no reason why they wouldn't at least get a playing tournament spot. yeah and if Sabonis keeps playing at this level and you know they get what they always get or a little more from fox and you know that that unit is nice that i think yeah, i think at the very least i want to see him in the play-in just to have some fun absolutely. watching absolutely you know, see how that goes you know and get, get some get some more uh get some more national tv to sacramento it's really yeah. cool to see the the beacon light up when they win a game out there. Yeah, just got to get them, got to get, them back, get themselves back in the playoffs and get themselves back in that rhythm and looking good. But hey, their last 10 games, BJ, they're seven and three. Look at that. They're seven and three, looking good. Good start. Good and start. Rolling. And of course, it's only been what, uh, We've only had about 12, 13 some on games. Yeah, some, season, yeah, so. around 13 ish games so far this season. But hey, that's, I mean, that's still noteworthy. I mean, Kings that, usually starting so, yeah. bottom of the barrel year in and year out, never really yeah. contesting for the playoffs with anybody. But, you know, in a year where you don't dream of the Kings, Kings really being in the playoffs or play in scenario, they definitely might be. Yeah, they've got they've got the second longest winning streak going on currently in the NBA at four, only mm-hmm. trailing Boston's eight in a row that they've won, mm-hmm. and the Kings have are tied for the best record in their last ten 
with the Denver Nuggets out in the Western Conference, uh, the Eastern and Conference. The Mavericks. The uh, Mavericks are six and four in their last. Okay, 10 well, after... sorry that la- they lost the last one. Yeah, last time I looked at it, it, it was seven and three. Yeah, well, if if the, you know, if they had had a little bit better play from guys not named Luka Doncic in their game against the Rockets. Yeah, I mean. Oof. Tim Hardaway, I mean, he can give you 28, but if it's, you know, F, I mean, that bad shooting percentage, you know, he's got to give you 20, almost as many shots to get there. Yeah. Not really yeah. doing a whole lot for you, but you need no, somebody else not. to step up and get it yeah. going. But Rockets get their third win on the Mavericks. Gross. Well, I think it's third win on the them. season, but not uh, third Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, I mean, like the third win, period, and it's on the Mavericks. Okay. Um, all right. Enough okay. about those Kings. They've got enough FaceTime today. But <laughs> Brooklyn Nets, they are about to possibly, BJ, on Sunday, have the return of Kyrie Irving. He's he's yeah. he's met his his I guess what what do you what do you want to call him at this point? His, it, his it criteria. Was, he, he, yeah, his, the criteria he, he the had all, checked off all the boxes on yeah. whatever the list was that he needed to do to get back on the He got all his stickers on his card they, to come they, back they, to school. <laughs> they took the clip from the red and put it back in the yellow and on Sunday it'll he'll be back in the green yeah. and he can play again. He got his holes punched on his card. He can come now. He's got five, he's got a free pass, he can come on back now. He got so. he got enough uh he got enough books that he read that he can go and get himself a free piece. Now got enough AR like points. There you yeah. Go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Enough AR points. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Throwing it back to the past oh, with that back. one. Yeah. Man. But Kyrie making his return on Sunday, possibly. And uh, it's on the heels of apparently a, a teammate that is calling out, but not calling out because he said, no offense to these guys. But well, I mean, it really is kind of. Probably a little bit offensive to those guys, and maybe a little bit of cap on his part. Yeah, when, from when Kevin you say Durant. when you when you say no offense to these guys, and then you go on and say what Kevin, what we're about to tell you, Kevin Durant said, it's it's kind of like uh, not to be racist, but and then saying like the most wildly racist thing you could say, kind of deal, you know. And and he retracted his recent uh, statement apparently as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. Yeah, here's the full one, or here's what he said. He said, look at our starting lineup. Edmund Sumner, Royce O'Neal, Joe Harris, Nick Claxton, and me. It's not disrespect, but what are you expecting from that group? You expect us to win because I'm out there. So if you're watching from that lens, you're expecting us to play well because number seven is out there. Yeah, I mean, he's he's got a point, and I guess he's finally answering the, you know, can Kevin Durant lead a team? I guess the answer is no. Yeah, that's uh, pretty – yeah, imagine being his teammates that got named right there. If you're Royce O'Neal, if you're Nick Claxton, if you're Edmund yeah. Sumner, you know, he's getting kind of cooked there nationally. And, you know, you're, I mean, yeah. it's KD, so it's going to hit national. Yeah. And it's going to be news for days, you know, just yeah. kind of like – you see these bum- – he's basically in in, in in not so many words. Like, when you see these bums I'm playing with, man, <laughs> me and these bums, how many gun- how many games do you expect me and these bums to win? Well, I mean, look at back. Look back at 2007 with LeBron and the Cavaliers. How many bums were on that 07 Cavs team? And LeBron man. still took them to the finals. They they didn't got swept by the better team in the Spurs, but they he you know if if you are a good leader and, and you can elevate you know the teammates that are around you, then you can you can get to that level like LeBron did. And I'm certainly not a LeBron defender or anything like that. But in this context, with what Kevin Durant said. 
I mean, that just everybody that has ever defended Kevin Durant is kind of just like oh, burying their head because it's like, you know, this is exactly what KD's haters have been saying about him all this time, ever since he left Oklahoma City to go to Golden State. And he kind of just proved them right by saying this, you know, that he needed somebody around him. He had Westbrook in Oklahoma City that they nearly got the the title or they, they had a chance at the title and, and a couple of deep playoff runs. Then he went to Golden State and he didn't have to be the leader. He could be the the role player. You know, he, he might be a, one of the best role players in, in game, you know, in, in the game's history. But, you know, is he can he do it on his own? The answer seemingly is no. And he his, seems to be confirming that. His role was, hey, give us 30. <laughs> his, <laughs> his role is for the championship over LeBron you, and those guys because they took you, Use your length to get those shots up and over. Yeah, shoot your, your seven-foot-plus wingspan and knock down 30 points a game for us and stuff yeah. and come get a couple finals MVPs for us. But, yeah. no, man, it's, it's just wild. I mean, what do you like – if that was like – his true feelings are not like you don't, don't say it, you know, I don't, yeah. you don't say it. Well, you know? let, me like, ha- let me ask I guarantee you that's just his ego, like going from here right out of his mouth. Let me ask you this, Drew, because this was, we talked about the Kings uh, victory over the Nets. This interview took place right after that game. They already had it scheduled. And how much of that was because of the poor play on the court and letting the angers of that game, come out in the interview that maybe shouldn't have i i mean i'm not trying to defend him but that's a question to ask definitely part of it and the fact that like you know kings you know put up a season high 153 i mean it was embarrassing too so i mean you lost by you know 24 and they put up 153 on you you know mostly your 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 point of getting to like 129 was probably in garbage time like you probably were finishing around you know high hundred somethings and then you got some garbage time points to stretch it to win 29 to make it look like a nice game for you, and you're just getting beat down. So yeah. I mean, it's just that probably went into it, and, you know, just the fact of him losing like this in general when, you know, he's playing at a high level. He, he can still play at a high level. Um, I, when, was, when could you say the last time Kevin Durant lost like this was? I don't know that he has lost like this. It, so it's been this, it's this been is probably, probably a first for him for real. Well, may, maybe the early days when he was like in Seattle or, or the early days in Oklahoma know. City. But I mean, maybe, but he probably didn't think anything of that at all at the time. No, he was because just a they just in the didn't league, have, but yeah, he, was he a wasn't. Rookie. Yeah, I think Seattle made the playoffs maybe before they left while he was on that team. Um, so I, I don't just, know if I, he's experienced like bottom of the barrel, like hey, we're going to be in the draft lottery next year yet i don't think he has because like anytime he's been available like there he's been on a playoff team since you know russ and ibaka have been in the league that first year that they uh the his last year that they were in seattle and before they moved to oklahoma city they had a high draft pick because that's how they got westbrook so it had to be like the first couple years that he was with the sonics and then the thunder the last time that they he was in a position where you know they were in that position to, to go into the draft lottery and, and looking at young talent as opposed to, you know, Hey, we've got the young talent already. We're, we're a young up and coming nucleus. And then, you know, you saw that play out in Oklahoma city. Then he left going to, okay. you know, the, to the warriors. And then from there now he's been with the nets ever since. And he's into his elder statesman years of the game. You know, I mean, it's been 15 years since he was in college. So he's getting, pretty close to that, you know, 34, 35 range and still one of the 
you know, the best players in the game. Uh, he talked about, you know, when he requested the trade and everything like that, um, you know, he talking about being, you know, kind of left on an island. He's like, individually, I'm like, all right, I have to dodge five defenders. But it's fun going through that bleep because it's only making me better as a basketball player. If I can experience everything in the league, then my career is set. I've experienced it all championships, rookie of the year, all-stars, free agency, requesting a trade. Um, I did everything in this league. I'm experiencing something I wasn't expecting the last two years with guys in and out of the lineup, not playing well, seventh seed getting swept in the first round, all of that. That's part of the league. That's part of everybody's journey. Uh, Just because I've got to go through it doesn't mean I'm miserable. Uh, It's just a new, I've got a perspective on it. So it's, it's interesting. I, I think when, you know, there's, there's, there's definitely some interest from, you know, rival execs now that are looking around and saying, you know, he's unhappy. There, there's a lot of turmoil in that Nets lineup. But there was a we, – we spent, you know, two months of our summer, Drew, you know, kind of waiting for that other shoe to fall after he requested the trade. And we were waiting for the, the season to, you know, really get going with a bang and Kevin Durant's going to be in Phoenix or Kevin Durant's going to be somewhere else. It didn't happen then. It's, it might happen during the season. It might happen before the trade deadline. Who knows? Not sure, but I want to I'll backpedal a bit. Uh, Kevin Durant uh, drafted in 2007. That first year, his only year as a supersonic, they were 20 and 62. So, yeah, I yeah. And then, and then that following OKC year, they were 23 and 59. So, I mean, it was hard for – I mean, it took – a season or two for them to get all right. But since, you know, that early going, his rookie year, his second year, he's known nothing but, you know, good team success, success yeah. playoffs, yeah. you know, all that. So it has been yeah. literally um, 16, if I'm mathing right. No, 14, 14, 14 years yeah, for him. 13, 14 years. Yeah. 14 years since he has been on a team that, you know, he probably doesn't see going to the playoffs. And being yeah. bad like this. That's 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 remarkable, Drew. That's mm-hmm. just the fact that it hadn't happened that long. I mean, we, we we've we've seen it with you know guys like a couple like last year, guys like LeBron that hadn't had, you know, the uh where the season come to an end so early in, in quite a while. I mean, you gotta yeah. go back to LeBron's first tenure in Cleveland outside of last year or the last time that they that he wasn't a part of the playoffs. I mean, and then I guess his first year in LA they were yeah. Uh, they hadn't quite gotten there yet as well, but you know, it, it's, it's, it's very interesting. You know, I, I, I like the amount of young talent that we've gotten in the league and, you know, it's kind of like the changing of the guard. We're still going to see LeBron. We're still going to see Durant in the playoffs, but the focus, you know, rightfully so should be on the guys up and coming, the Devin Bookers, the Luka Doncic's Giannis Antetokounmpo, you know, all these guys that are, that are young in the league. You know, Donovan Mitchell now in Cleveland, you know, these are the guys that should be focused on and and talking about them, you know, the current greats, you know, Steph Curry is still a current great, but, you know, he's, he's kind of getting there at, you know, near the end of his career too. It's like what you've seen in in the NFL. No, I didn't call him old. I said, I'm saying you can, if you want. I mean, you know, it's just something that happens in life. We've we've been so, we've had so, so many seasons with these, these great guys that at the, you know, the peak of their careers and, and, you know, the heights that they were able to reach. And, you know, it's, it's, we've, we've gotten to the point that it's about to be the changing of the guard 
and the new guys, the young guys that are in the league, it's, it's their time to rise up and to play at that level. And we can enjoy them for, you know, another five, 10 seasons or so. Right. And then it'll be the next cycle and so on and so forth. And now it is time for BJ's best. Thank you, Drew. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I uh, went a little outside the box. I thought, you know, I'd, I'd look at what, uh, you know, we, we got nothing too significant on this day, you know, kind of deal the national day of the day. I know you told me not to do that, but I saw it was, you know, national bake your own bread day. And I was mm. like, you know, whatever happened to all that bread that was baked in the early part of 2020 when, when uh, everybody was staying at home and trying to find things to do, whether it was, you know, gardening or, you know, baking bread or some people that were lucky enough, you know, they, they did the social distancing, but they traveled and, you know, they would kind of explore new areas and, you know, kind of be the only ones to be out on a trail. And it just so happens, Drew, that today is national take a hike day. And, <laughs> you know, we're, we're, uh, I don't think it's, you know, in, intended to be the, uh, you know, telling somebody rudely to leave, take a hike or, you know, anything right. like that. It's actually going and exploring and, and, and a hiking. literal hike. Take, okay. Yeah. Taking it, you know, going up on a trail and not take and a, a hike, hike, not take a hike, take but a hike. yeah, take that hike, go up there and, and explore. And, you know, Drew, we, we really, there's not a whole lot of, you know, like hikes that you can do in this part of, of the state of Texas. There are, you know, quite a few, but I, I, you know, kind of in, in the summer when I was, you know, had more time and, and, and was actually trying to be, you know, more active than unfortunately I've, I've fallen into another bad habit of, of not being able to get back and in, in where I was in the summer. Uh, I've kept some good habits as we all have, and, and I just need to be more active and I'm hoping that will change here, you know, in the next few weeks or so. But I decided, you know, let's talk about some of the best places to hike around the country. So if you're okay. lucky enough to, uh, live in one of these parts of the country, go ahead and, and go explore and, and take a, you know, take a day to, uh, you know, connect with nature and, and get yourself back out there and, and exploring before. Yeah, I, I have, but it's been, a, it's been a while. Um, I remember, uh, one vacation, I think we were, um, we were up in, in Colorado when I was a kid and, uh, kind of did a little bit of a hike on, uh, Mount, crested butte in colorado but that's been years so uh let's see if it makes this list of some of the best places in the country to go take a hike start at the bottom there are 18 of these drew and mm -hmm. the best the, the the one that comes in at 18 which still means it's it's pretty good but not quite up there as some of the others is yosemite national park in california it comes in at number 18 the half dome day hike which um offers uh, visitors a chance to adventure into the wilderness with a 14 to 16 mile round trip trail. Uh, this is a uh, this is one that's exclusively for well prepared and experienced hikers because you'll gain nearly 5,000 feet on this hike. It can feel a little bit Whoa. overwhelming. It usually will take about 10 to 12 hours to do the uh, the hike all the way to the top. So okay. that is what's up. No, thank you. Now, that, that one may be a little bit too much uh, for starting out. But 
we'll keep going. Number 17 comes in with Point Lobos Loop Trail, also in California. Uh, picturesque Carmel by the Sea, more than a dozen trails for visitors to explore. You can look at uh, experienced views of the reserve and stunning ocean vistas. Um, and it says, as a reserve dedicated to preserving the wild, visitors and hikers can expect pristine and untouched nature around every corner. So definitely if you are wanting to get in touch with the nature side, that might be one to explore. Uh, number 16 is Mount Ida Trail. That's up in the Rocky Mountain National Park in Colorado. It is, there are 415 miles of wilderness encompassing lakes, mountains, and spectacular hiking. Um, the Mount Ida Trail is one of the park's most popular. You can expect to see various species of birds, reptiles, and perhaps even a bear or two. That might be a little bit, uh, that might be a little too much with the revenant and everything like that. For Just me. remembered something. What's I'm that? My, I've technically, but not technically, taken a hike before uh -huh. on the uh, on a treadmill in <laughs> in a gym. There's like a little virtual thing, so you can. Pretend like you're walking the trail and like that thing yeah. goes up to elevation and things like that. Yeah. So I've done so, that before, but so not you've before. you've experienced it virtually, but not quite in in. Person and I didn't yet. like do it for like a really long time or anything, so it's, it gotcha. doesn't really count. Yeah. Well, it's it's just something to aspire to go to and, and do one of these days. Maybe. Uh, number fifteen is the Zion National Park Trail, the Upper Emerald Zion Pool Williamson? Trail. No, Zion National oh. Park. <laughs> I can see how you'd think that though, Drew, but uh it's a Zion he National probably Park. hit that trail. Well, if, if he goes to Utah, he might. Uh and I think that I don't think he wants to jazz. go to Utah. <laughs> uh th this is one that is famous for cream, pink, and red sandstone cliffs, freestanding arches, and hiking trails suitable for all experience levels, Drew. So you can uh you can try to get up around sunrise and sunset. And you can get some breathtaking photos of the sunlight splashing off the cliffs and into oh, the rivers yeah. below. So oh, I know yeah. promote the visuals. You want to you want to make a trip out there and, and get Got something that. for the 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 demo page. That might be mm -hmm. something that you can take a picture of. Oh yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna skip around now. I'll mention some of these, but I'll I'll skip uh, the descriptions until we get up into the top five. Number 14 is the Rim Trail at Bryce Canyon National Park in Utah. 13th is Grinnell Glacier Trail. That's Glacier National Park in Montana. Number 12 is the Cadillac North Ridge Trail. That is in Acadia National Park uh, off the coast of Maine. Number 11 is the South Rim Trail at Grand Canyon National Park. And I've been, uh, I didn't do the trail, but I have been to Grand Canyon National Park in Arizona. Uh, that is always a beautiful sight to see. There you go. Number 10 is the Petroglyph Wall Trail. That's at the Red Rock Canyon National Conservation Area sorry, in Nevada. Hmm. Uh, number 9, the Canyon to Rim Loop Smith Rock State Park in Oregon. 8th comes in with the Chautauqua Trail of Chautauqua Park in Boulder, Colorado. Number 7 is a Hawaiian uh, Kalalau Trail in the uh, Hyena State Park, that is in Hawaii. Number six is the Billy Goat Trail. Uh, that is part of Chesapeake and Ohio Canal National Historical Park, uh, located in Maryland, just minutes from Washington, D.C., in fact, Drew. The LeBron Trail, that's great. Yeah. Number five is Charlie's Bunion Hike. That is part of Great Smoky 
Mountains National Park in Tennessee and North Carolina. This one is uh, basically a uh, challenge. This one has a challenge, which you can uh, reward hikers who've explored 100 plus miles of the park with exclusive mileage pins. Mm. So if you want to explore the uh, Appalachian Trail and uh, parts of, of uh, Tennessee and North Carolina, that might be one to check out. Another Hawaiian park comes in at number four, Drew. It is the Halemaumaua Trail. Mm. I probably butchered that all to, you know, when. Uh, no, thank you. I'm not <laughs> again. Uh, it's a part of the Hawaii Volcanoes National Park. So you can get up close and personal with the extreme heat of a volcano. Mm. Um, there are several paths or several trails, I should say, available to visitors, including the Earthquake Trail and Waldron Ledge, which is an easy one-mile hike. It allows viewers to take in beautiful ocean views, and the trail descends 425 feet at the southern edge of Kaloa-Au Caldera. It takes visitors through a rainforest route. Mm, Might okay. be very nice. Okay. Uh, number three is Burroughs Mountain Hike at Mount Rainier National Park in Washington State. Uh, Mount Rainier is one of, if not the tallest mountains in the continental U.S. You said Rainier? Mount Rainier. Oh, so Rainier, not Rainier. Yeah, Mount Rainier, not Rainier. Oh. Well, I'm going to make this House of the Dragons. Uh, Queen Rainier Targaryen. Okay, <laughs> any of my nerds out there, I know somebody else thought that. Some, that is somebody somebody got well. it, but yeah. it wasn't something I understood. Carry on. Mount Rainier rises 14,410 feet above sea level straight into the clouds, Drew. So this is an opportunity that you can hike the summit of the mountain. There is also two, more than 260 miles of maintained trails that lead visitors through peaceful old-growth forests, river valleys, and subalpine meadows. So that might be one if you're ever in Washington State. Number two is the Appalachian Trail, also in Shenandoah National Park in Virginia. Just 75 miles from the hustle and bustle of Washington, D.C., 200,000 acres of protected lands home to deer, songbirds, and a clear star-speckled night sky also has more than 500 miles of hiking trails, including 101 miles of the Appalachian Trail, which you can hike a small section of for a day hike. Mm. So that is number two. And number one, Drew, this is the, according to Travel and Leisure, the best trail to explore in the continental U.S. is the Nuggets Nugget Falls Trail. That's part of Tongass National Forest in Juneau, Alaska. What am I saying? Juneau, Alaska. Mendenhall Glacier what? Visitor Center is an epicenter of hiking around the Mendenhall Glacier and the Tongass National Forest. Nature lovers paradise with visitors often spotting bald eagles, sockeye salmon and black bear cubs visitors can choose to hike through dense forests and meadows explore caves or even venture on a wooden boardwalk trail through swampy bogs called muskigs so 700 miles of trails available drew you will never have to see the same sites twice if you uh, want to explore up in alaska but obviously drew you want to pack some warm clothing because it can be Pretty cold even up there in the summertime uh, when you want to go explore Alaska. So let's say take a hike to this segment and we will uh, we'll move on and talk some, uh, talk some WNBA action here in a second, Drew. 
So that is BJ's best. Man, what a BJ's best. I don't know if you'll catch me in Alaska. That's really, really cold. Pro- probably not me either, Drew, if I'm yeah. honest. L- little nippy up there. Little nippy. Little nippy. A little NBA fan like me is going to be staying down here where it's a little bit warmer. Uh, that NBA action in full swing, BJ. And we're getting closer and closer to not only Thanksgiving, but Christmas time and those Christmas games. Oh, yeah. Get prepared to get, get them tickets right now. I know those Mavs versus Lakers tickets are woo up there. There's, yeah, they're sky high. You can go ahead and bet on DraftKings Sportsbook in the meantime. There are incredible offers on there at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA pregame money line bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Yeah, Drew, you might make some money for those uh, Christmas Day tickets or maybe Santa you know, puts them in your stocking Christmas morning and you get ready and got to give somebody somehow. Yeah. You get, you keep the the presents for this 26 because you'll be elsewhere on the 25th watching some hoops action. In fact, speaking of hoops action, Drew, we're talking about some big time matchups tomorrow night on Friday night. You've got a, a huge one between the uh, new look Knicks who are coming in to San Francisco to the uh, chase center to take on the Golden State Warriors. And I think the Warriors continue to bounce back with a win. I, they're favored by six. I'm going to take the Warriors' money line there. Also, uh, the doubleheader, that's one of the games on ESPN. The other one is Milwaukee and Philadelphia. And uh, there's no line for this just yet, but I would expect Milwaukee to be the favorite. They're 11-3 and in the season, 10-4 and against the spread. And I, I like Milwaukee to keep the, uh, the winning streak going. Uh, I know that they are, you know, coming off of um, coming off a loss here, but they did win the last time out, and I expect them to make it two in a row. So, Drew, here's what you do: you go to DraftKings, you can place a same game parlay. Everyone can earn up to a hundred percent boost with DraftKings stepped-up same game parlays. You do this: you put multiple bets together, like which team's going to win, the total rebounds, total points scored. Maybe you want to, you know, bet on on how many assists uh, Demonis Sabonis is going to have for the Sacramento Kings. You can do that and a whole lot more with the same game parlay. And best of all, Drew, payouts bigger than ever. DraftKings Sportsbook is the place to go when you want to bet on the NBA. That's the only place that I go. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Make any $5 bet this week and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, Drew. Well, we had something pretty historic pop up in the WNBA that we'll be sure to talk about here in a moment. But first... What is on Drew's mind this week? Well, Mr. BJ, what's on my mind this week is TV shows. TV shows, eh? TV shows. BJ, you a big TV guy? Uh, at times. It depends on, you know, what else is going on. I've, I've kind of been... Well, let me ask this better. Are you more of a TV guy or a movie guy? Hmm. Um, probably TV. I think, you know, I can probably, you know, watch an episode quicker than I can watch a movie. Perfect. Where do you usually go to, to watch your TV shows? Um, probably streaming service. Um, you know, I, 
most often I'll just put Hulu on in the background and, and just, okay. you know, veg- vegetate, if you will, with, with just like a cartoon or something. Do you have like a big three that you shuffle through? Like, do you always watch Netflix too? Do you, do you check um, out HBO Max or anything yeah, else? Yeah, it, it's, it's usually Hulu and then it'll be HBO Max probably and then Netflix. Um, okay. But I do have, I do have uh, access to, you know, Paramount. I've right. got uh, Peacock that Peacock, I pay for. Right. So it just depends on what I'm really wanting to watch because you really do have to, kind of know what's on each on of which those. one yeah 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 and, and it depends on what you want to watch to where you go to find it mm-hmm. oh and, exactly. and disney disney we didn't even mention disney right so like these other ones have those the, those three that you mentioned have been lo- around longer than the paramount plus and the disney pluses and things like that so you're mm-hmm. kind of used to them that's probably you know the main part unless you just have shows that you watch on there that's you know all the time on those other ones but anyway point being glad that you favor tv shows because mm. bj i watch a decent amount of tv shows but there's there's some that i have completed there's some i haven't finished and there's some i've rewatched multiple times and i haven't i have struggled to latch on to new shows lately mm. do you yeah, have I'm- that problem I, I, yeah, there's so many shows that I'm behind on or that I'll just turn on because I've already seen and I just need something to distract myself and, and you know, chill out and not not really pay attention to. I, I just, you know, I have to be of a frame like certain frame of mind before I want to give a new chance, new show a chance. And there's always the uncertainty of whether or not it's going to you know get picked up or if it's going to get canceled or whatnot. And you don't want to get invested and then have the carpet like yanked out from underneath you, you know? There's one TV show that is an example of that is, that is the case for that show probably for fans uh, that are watching it. I tried to get into it. I wasn't able to get into it. I didn't finish the first season and I'm glad I didn't because if I got invested, I'd been pissed because of this certain show, just because you mentioned this right now, The Witcher. The Witcher. I watched. I tried to watch The Witcher on Netflix. And I got to like. I got through six episodes. And I just couldn't do it. Um, and people like really. People really liked The Witcher. You know, there were good reviews about it initially when it first came out, and like people mm-hmm. have liked the newer seasons as well. But Henry Cavill, the main character who plays The Witcher, The Witcher, mm-hmm. he won't be coming back for the next season. Three seasons oh, in, man. he's gonna be done. And, and he, he's the main Henry, guy, isn't he? Yes. He is the wow. main face, and Liam Hensworth is replacing. Fans feel some type of way about that, so that yeah. just that's one of those that might ruin a show for somebody who got into it. You know, yeah. a couple of well, you know, you know I mean that that can happen at times. Uh, you know, especially if there's like disagreements with the cast. Uh, you remember Fresh Prince of Bel Air? They they recast uh, Aunt Vivian. Yeah, like halfway through, I think. Yeah, that she got got she got gone early. Um, how yeah. many? No matter the length of these shows, I mean, none of them are like less than three, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, how many TV shows do you think that I have watched at length, like all the way through all their seasons? Well, depends on if you ever got to finish Better Call Saul or not. I, I did. know you. Okay, so I'll add that to the list. You, you talk about quite a few. But I know there's more that you talk about that because you keep rewatching and rewatching. I'm gonna say, I don't know how you track this. 
let's say you've watched about 15 to 20 shows all the way through. Is that a fair number to, to guess? That was higher than I thought you were going to shoot, actually. I thought you were oh, about okay. to get pretty close, but you went way higher than I expected. Oh, okay. Um, well, should I have said 10 to 15 then? Uh, That would have been much closer. That would have been much okay. closer. Uh, I have, at least based off my memory and what I have in my little notepad thing anyway, mm-hmm. uh, I have only watched nine all the way through. Interesting. Only nine. And those right. are Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. Game of Thrones, of course. Wentworth, which very underrated. I mean, if you heard of Orange is the New Black, right, BJ? Yes, yeah. British version, better. Okay, interesting. Much better. Gotcha. Narcos. El Chapo. I love those mm-hmm. shows. Uh, better Call Saul, of course. Narcos Mexico. Mm-hmm. Ozark. Let me see if we got a trend here. I like these drug cartels. Yeah, shows the, the darker, <laughs> gritty shows. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It gets, uh, it's exciting. It's yeah, thrilling. Yeah. And last but not least, person of interest. Interesting. That is, I you would, I think, I, that, I, if I, I could convince well, you to I, watch a show, it would be that, that one. That, that one I've heard of and I've been meaning to. I just, that's I don't know. It, that's okay. I was about to say, I, I think, had it, yeah. I think, in my watch list and then it disappeared and then I never found it. So, I have to go back in and, and add it now that I know where it is again, I guess. Oh, yeah. But that's one love. that I definitely would enjoy, I think. Yeah, it's got a lot of episodes, though. So you'd, yeah. have, to be, you'd have to be committed. But when, once you buy into that, you're definitely, you want to see where it goes. Yeah, um, I, I've always been kind of more like comedy. So, like, I've, I've mm-hmm. watched, you know, pretty much all of the uh, Seth MacFarlane comedies all the way through, even like, yeah. you know, current still going. Um, south park you know stuff like that just yeah just because you know and and then like you know other sitcoms um you know friends uh shoot just trying to think of uh the good place that was more recent that's that's a you know a, an older one now but it was more current than the, the shows that i was just mentioning yeah. um so um and i've got you know some other ones that i you know intend to watch slash in intended to finish mm-hmm. and you know it just adds to the list of like you know like i've re- I've rewatched game of thrones probably twice before i watched you know any bit of these other ones or things like mm-hmm. first you know finished something else but like i got the 100 in here have you heard of the 100 i've heard of it my brother was watching it but i never got into it i finished four seasons of it a long time ago i think you know before i rebought netflix recently so i yeah. mean just it's been years yeah. and I just haven't jumped back in. You know, apparently it's gotten even better from where I thought it was like struggling for a second and it's just literally peaked and I just did, did it, I haven't got on it. It just end or something or it's getting close. I don't know, or... but like it got three more seasons and they were all phenomenal, you know, based okay. off ratings and stuff. Interesting. So I just never jumped back on it for whatever reason. Um, gotcha. So I intend to watch cause it looks really good and I would probably be into it. Uh, the last kingdom. I haven't heard of that. It's on Netflix. Um, okay. It looks pretty good. It's about five seasons. I don't know how it's gonna go. Um, let's see. There was another. I didn't put. I didn't put this one on here. Um, which one? Do you do you recall this? You you might not unless you've seen the show. Uhtred of Babenberg. Golly, hold no. on. Dang it. Because I've watched. I think this might be the first. Uh, uh, no, it is okay. So I watched some episodes of this. So I did start Last Kingdom already. Sorry, that's where that was mm-hmm. from. Okay, 
and also the Witcher, you know, and I stopped the Witcher just because I couldn't yeah. get into it and things like that. Uh, the Walking Dead, you know, um, I I hung on to it as opposed to the people who dropped off in season five when it started to lag or whatever. I held on and I've, you know, slowly caught myself back back up through the duration of the extensions of these seasons. But I'm I'm at like uh, I'm midway through season eleven. I didn't finish the end of it, and I think that was either the end or the following season is the end. Of it. I, I, I think, think, I, think I, I think I'm on the back half. Like, yeah, I, I think it just, I saw something is like the final episode or something like that. So it's, yeah, but it's, it's, it's either about to end or yeah, it's, it's already, at, it's yeah, it's at the, it's at the end of its road there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and fear the walking dead. You know, I started that much later. Like people don't feel the same way about that. They don't think it's very good. Like some parts of it were like, so the beginning was kind of cringe, you know, but I forced myself through it. And like, there were parts of it, like, man, this thing's got some potential and it did get a little bit better, but it kind of got rocky. But so yeah. I stopped watching it after four seasons, four and a half, five, almost five full seasons. And, yeah. uh, and, you know, apparently the last like two or three of it, you know, got even better. So like what I thought, <laughs> you know, actually. And maybe you should happening. get back into it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But I just haven't, you know, dove back Found in. Found the time. Because yeah. it's, it's been hard to like relatch back onto it. Because like it's been so long since I watched those first, you know, seasons or whatever, all the way through five, just like the 100, you know, the first yeah. four. It's been a while. So like, I feel like it might be better for me to start over almost than to hop back in right here because it's like yeah man, i remember a little bit but does it hit the same it's it's kind of like you know for me i've i watched for you know a couple seasons of a show called the blacklist uh on nbc and it's still going somehow some mm-hmm. way uh, but it was pretty good at first and then you know kind of life got in the way and, and everything like that um and i wasn't able to you know, continue watching it. And so I've, I've bet I've missed like six or seven seasons just because that was the last time I was actually able to watch it. And, and, you know, I kind of haven't really missed watching it. Like, you know, before when it was first on, I, I would, you know, watch it every week. And I'll give you, a, I'll give you a show if you're into comedy and like, kind of like, I'm not uh, watching any offerings from you until you watch something that I've <laughs> said you should watch. So nothing, I don't want to hear it. Don't well, okay, I'll, I'll say this, but you you don't have to watch it or not. I think you might enjoy it if you like the like the fake like uh, you know uh, comedy or not fake comedy, but comedy like fake um, you know crime, true crime, fakes mm-hmm. and whatnot. Uh, only murders in the building on Hulu. I, I fought, finally watched the first season of that. Mm-hmm. That was fantastic. It was really funny. It's got uh, Steve Martin, Selena Gomez uh and martin short and it's pretty good they just did a like the second season um you know finished up i think about a month or two ago and i watch person of interest and i'll think about it i watch person of interest i just have to find the time is the thing (laughs) you'll be able to squeeze it in because once you watch it you'll be like i gotta watch the next episode i gotta watch the next (laughs) it's kind of like how it was with breaking bad yeah, and you'll just you'll 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 be kind of sad just because like you'll look at it and be like, oh, there's 23 episodes this season. Oh, there's like but then they'll they'll seven fly seasons. by. <laughs> yeah, no, no but I, I, I mean they do feel like they do fly by. They're not like hour long Game of Thrones episodes or anything like that. Yeah. I think they're like I mean 30. They're like 40, 45. 30 to 40 minutes, yeah. something like that. So like maybe twice the length of an Office episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, they're good. Um. Jeez. Uh, 
So TV shows, I guess the in like real question in what's on Drew's mind is just the like, why can't I latch on to a new show? Like, what is it? Is it the shows? Is it me? Why can't like these shows it, that people say it's... are good and like I'm seeing good reviews about and like I'm not going to turn it on if I don't feel like I might like this thing. Maybe it's, it's a just little bit of both. Maybe it's like a little I tried bit of so hard with The Witcher and I was just like, man, this is. I just, I just can't get with it. I couldn't get with it at all, and it was I, sad. I watched, I watched um, most of, if not every, one of the Marvel shows on Disney Plus last year because I, mm. I like the MCU. Um, but I'd be honest with you, Drew, through partially because I haven't had the time, and partially because I just haven't really been intrigued by it this year. I haven't watched any. Of it. I mean, I've, I've heard good things about Moon Knight. I've heard good things about all the shows that they did on Disney plus with Marvel this year, but I haven't watched them. I don't that's know the if only, it's that's the only way I can actually sit back, like sit and kick back as if I'm, you know, sitting back to watch something like that. If I, yeah. I mean, I can always pull a Netflix. It's one click away on here. Mm-hmm. It's in my bookmark right now. Yeah. I wanted to watch Netflix, but like, I don't really do it here, but I don't yeah. know. It's never, it feels it's like not, it should like, be on a TV instead of a computer. Yeah. It's not a sit at a or desk a and watch, you know, really unless you just i mean like okay i i plan on watching this i'm addicted to this show but i'm gonna get some work done as well if you're mm-hmm. doing some stuff like that but normally yeah. it's, you know kick back on the couch or chair and you know watch your show and binge for a while you know some late yeah, night watching put, okay put... stayed up an extra couple of hours these were a good three extra shows it was worth it i'll get five or six hours straight to that. yeah <laughs> whatever yeah i get you so, I, I, i'm not kind of the same way with you drew though i think there's i think there's been kind of you know a little bit of a drop there's still some good shows absolutely out there yeah. but it's tough for you know it's really tough to invest in a new show because i mean if you got hooked like you said on game of thrones when it first started and you follow it all the way through and then it ends the way it does it feels like a, a letdown a waste of time almost because not maybe not necessarily like a waste of time, but in certain cases, you know, the ending just kind of brings it completely down or not completely, but quite a bit down. And, and you're sitting there like, you know, I I watched this all this time and that's how it ends. No, it was definitely disappointing. And, you know, most people who aren't like, you know, Game of Thrones truthers like me, you know, are just going to be still like, you know, butthurt about it still. And I mean, it is disappointing, like, especially when, you know, this first six seasons were so phenomenal and then seven i think was really good and then eight was just a letdown after you wait the longest period for it too and you only had six episodes you know of it and it was just half of yeah. it was bad yeah. um, so you know it I'll was a sour taste in your mouth but yeah i'll you know, tell you another is- show that was pretty good that then had like you know not as good of final season and there was a lot of issues because of one of the actors involved when i say the name of the show you'll know what i'm talking about uh, I watched House of Cards on Netflix. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you know yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, and then the, the way they had to do the final season because of all the stuff that came out about Kevin Spacey, it just wasn't the same. And so kind of the way that I looked at it, you know, and not, not through fault of the show, but just because this was, you know, kind of in order to make a, you know, logical conclusion work headcanon wise. I always looked at it as the end of the fifth season, the last one that had Spacey in it was like the actual series finale. And then the last season was a first season of a failed spinoff idea. Mm-hmm. I think that could, I think that might be, you know, 
kind of the way you look at it is, you know, if it doesn't end up being what you want ending wise, you look for what you think could work better and then Man. think of it. The other one is a, you know, it's like a, a, a sequel or, it's, you know, it's that funny work. that you mentioned that because a show just actually came to mind. And one that I mentioned Wentworth is I thought it, you know, excellent all the way through. I thought it could have ended a season early mm-hmm. and that that whole bit at the end, well, they combined. So like their last season was two seasons. Mm-hmm. I think it either could have ended before that little combo, if, if I'm remembering my process right, or ended at that midway point before they added that that second bit to make it a final season or whatever. Okay. It, it's uh, like, like that 70s show you could have done without the, you know, you just take that eighth season out except for the series finale, and there you go. It's not ruined. A lot of people don't like that eighth season because it doesn't have Kelso, it doesn't have Eric in it, and, and it one the same so right so that's what's on drew's mind today Very hopefully good. the next time i pop up netflix or something i can find a show that i can latch on to because i'm just sad because the shows that i was watching and am watching either you know just concluded their seasons you know the uh the wentworth well i mean wentworth was like last year i just fin- i wrapped it up um you mm-hmm. know narcos and all that only had a couple better call saul just finished up and mm-hmm. ozark finished up and house of the dragon you won't see for a year and a half so yeah here I so am, you're trying right? to find something else to watch in that time yeah. and, and i don't time. have the draw to go back to my other ones yeah what's wrong with me i don't know i mean I'm, know. I'm kind of right there with you there's so many shows that i'm behind on that i could get back into but then it's just like you know it's, why why not just go and, and Rewatch something comfortable. It's like of. in real life, you got so much to do, so much to do, you just don't do any of it. You know? Yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. You're exactly right. So many shows to finish, but I don't, I don't, re- I don't finish any of them. Yeah, you're not wrong there. And that's what's on Drew's mind. Good stuff. Good stuff. What was on Drew's mind is uh, TV shows and it's loaded today. Know, just quite a bit. Yeah, you had a. A good, uh, good, good th- food for thought there with uh, all the shows that uh, you watch. Um, let's shift gears. Let's talk about the WNBA. Not just some historic news, but also a historic player that is going to be making a return. So obviously, the uh, this just came out in the past day or so. Candace Parker will be returning. There was some some talk that she might. Uh, this might be it. That might be her career, but she's coming back for her 16th WNBA season. Drew, um, you know, obviously one of the, the best in the game today, and, and probably one of the best all time. We can talk about where she ranks, and that that could be another episode discussion. But um, very happy to see that she'll be returning next season. Drew, the goat. I'm just kidding. Goat. Goat. My favorite, <laughs> one of my favorite players, though, Candace Parker. You know, she can't go out like that. Um, I mean, it's good to, you know, have the first championship and thought you could have repeated right there and then go out like that and, you know, get to get another championship. But, you know, they've got such a good unit. You know, they were they were an even better team this last year, even though they didn't get the championship. So she knows what that team can come back and be. And, uh, you know, regardless of, you know, the age right now, you know, she's still playing at a high level. So we want to keep watching her play basketball. So shout out to my girl, CP3, my favorite player in the league. Uh, coming back to, to ball once again. 
Absolutely. I mean, especially since we we're, you know, we're we're losing Sylvia Fowles and Sue Bird to retirement. It would have been very weird to see, you know, two more like a Diana Taurasi and a Candace Parker also not return and all retire in the same offseason. Yeah. And I don't believe we mentioned this, but there was this news of DT reassuring that she's coming back for another season. I think we we said that last week or two, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I don't know. She she had she hadn't made anything official, but she said, yeah, that's all good. Candace Parker. We'll we'll reiterate that she is coming back. So because we talked about, you know, how much. Uh, you know, maybe this season won't be filled with as much, you know, co- not controversy, but you know, so many things that were surrounding the team. Um, oh, know, and I said the, Phoenix ain't gonna win no championship without BG. Yeah, well, that yeah, and that and that uh, with podcast. with Skylar Diggins Smith uh, being true. pregnant. So, uh, also Drew, the Indiana curse has finally been broken. Last Friday, the uh, fever. <sighs> get the first pick in the WNBA draft. It, it seems like they were just toying with us. We didn't, we said it wasn't going to happen last year. It didn't We said it wasn't going to happen this year. We were wrong. This stuff always just seems like it's too good to be true when it happens. It's kind of like when the Lakers got the balls at the, at the draft lottery lottery years ago and they got Lonzo ball and, or when the Knicks got the uh, the envelope for Patrick Ewing or whatever, mm-hmm. when they they changed that all up. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that was uh, so. It looks like Drew that uh, it's it's going to be the Indian Fever getting Aaliyah Boston. Yep, and they better hope that she declares for the draft after the season, or they're going to have a they're going to be. I don't even know what you do with that. <laughs> I mean, like you, you, Haley Jones is, you know, the can. I mean, projected number two so far, I guess, right now, or the super mm-hmm. early one. But yeah. I mean, that's just. I mean, that's that's a considerable drop off from the the player that you'd be yeah. getting at number one, as opposed to settling for number two with a Haley Jones. Well, I mean, what would be a number one Haley Jones? Mm-hmm. So I mean, don't know, man. Uh, but it's all written for Indiana to get. Aaliyah Boston, but if they, they've got a, I think the only way that you know that they know she's going to declare no matter what, and that they are going to get her is if you see them move either Queen Egbo or Emily Inksler or both. Yeah. Because you ain't going to be able to manage I, I say that, but I mean, I mean, Dallas somehow swam through it. I mean, they had bad years, though. I don't know yeah. if Indiana wants to continue to have the type of years that Dallas had at the bottom, but um, you know, there's a lot of a lot of players that are within a year of each other at that position. It would be Queen Egbo, Emily Inksler, and Alyssa Smith, uh, Aaliyah Boston, and you know, whoever reserves they have on the team as well. And then you got to manage, mm-hmm. you know, you know. Uh, Henny as well out there, and I mean it's just a lot. There's a lot of a lot of young talent in uh, in the Indiana that you got to try and make work them better, better work better than Dallas did when yeah. they started out with their bunch of young draft picks all playing together. Um, I know Dunn's gonna learn from Greg's mistakes. I yeah. assure you, uh, most likely. So we'll see how that goes, but. Um, if they make a move to just open up a spot for, you know, playing time, or, I mean, maybe you just have Egbo off the bench behind Boston and, you know, you do it like that and Inkler comes behind Alyssa Smith. I mean, I guess, but, you know, you could get assets and 
you know, uh, or a veteran or so. I, I don't know. But Indiana is going to be in position as long as Aaliyah Boston declares to have a, uh, a future rookie of the year and, you know, possibly all the tools to turn around a franchise. Yeah, I, I can absolutely see that. I think that she will. Uh, I, I think that they're kind of, you know, the reaction of, of not just because they were getting the first pick, but they, they have to know that there's more than a good chance that she's going to uh, end up declaring for the WNBA draft. Um, we were talking about Aaliyah Boston and, and, and uh, South Carolina uh, as part of the college game. Had a big college game on Monday night. Top five showdown, Drew. The, uh, unfortunately, it didn't go the way that you were hoping it would with the third ranked Texas falling on the road to uh, fifth ranked UConn, but UConn, not a bad team to lose to no page Beckers didn't seem to be a problem because as Fudd 32, a new career high in the, uh, for, for the uh, freshman. Yeah. Uh, UConn without page. Oh, sorry, sophomore. And she's, she's a sophomore. UConn without page Longhorns without Rory. Um, or, uh, Fudd had a big, you know, fourth mm-hmm. quarter to kind of close things out for the squad. You know, they were at home as well. So, I mean, Longhorns on the road, Longhorns in Austin. Who knows yep. if, it, if that's the same type of game? Well, look it's at what happened with the men's squad last night. Or Yeah, or uh, Longhorns went crazy on Gonzaga, blew them out. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, I mean, you know, home court for the Longhorns is always a big help. So, I mean, and this this is such hostile territory being, being here, uh, playing at UConn. So, I mean, props to the Longhorns for only losing by single digits, though. And, and I mean, yeah. without their star. Um, so, I mean, but FUD, big-time game. She's a big-time player, yeah. and she's getting to show it now, especially without Paige out there. And, you know, it's yeah. it's her it's her taking over. Now, the she's question scored is – Scored a lot of points in the first couple of games, more than DT and more than Maya did in the yeah. first two games. I don't – let's see. That was 50, what, 58? Yeah. Wait. Yeah. 32 yeah, 58, plus. 26 against Northwestern mm-hmm. and 32 against Texas. Yeah. Uh, not just that, but, I mean, you talk about, there, you know, there was a lot of talk with pairing her and Paige up together, and, and because of injury, we really haven't, unless you expect that Paige might come back after the injury and mm-hmm. not going straight to the to the W or going to play at the professional level because uh, we know that we still have one more year of uh, Azifud at, at UConn, but it'll be a question for Paige as to whether or not she wants to return um, because of this injury. So also speaking of, you can watch Aaliyah Boston. If you are watching live on Thursday, if you're listening after the fact, you're probably not going to be able to watch it live, but you might be able to catch it on replay. Number one team, South Carolina will be taken on Clemson. That's a uh, six Eastern start. So five o'clock central time on the ACC network. What else do we got going on around the women's side of things, Drew? Well, BJ, head coach of the Washington Mystics, coach Mike Tebow, or yeah, Mike Tebow has retired from coaching, and now wow. his son Eric will move in as the head coach and fill his spot. Coach Mike Tebow is still going to serve as GM for the Mystics. Coach Tebow, the winningest coach all time in WNBA history, a 2019 champion and coach, former coach of the year as well. I believe he's a three-time coach of the year. But Coach Mike Tebow, phenomenal career. I mean, I think it just catapults it so much more with that championship a few years ago. I don't know where he would have been looked at in the in the ranks of the uh, WNBA coaching 
Um, well, I mean, he's he would obviously still be looked at as one of the top tier, but like he never got yeah. he would have never got that championship, like all that winning, you know, three cultures a year and then mm. no championship. That would just been like uh, it'd be like, like the Dan Marino cookie. as a player yeah. kind of deal. Or like you leave out some chips for the night. You try to take a bite of it in the morning, see if it's still good. Just doesn't it's, taste anything. No. Yeah, you don't yeah. even know. But Get that Ziploc bag, and yeah, that was but, what the championship did. Yeah, but that championship was big time. But Mike Tebow is big time as well, and he's going to be orchestrating the future of the Mystics as well. He helped build, um, you know, um, the foundation for his son right here, starting with yeah. last year's drafting of Shakira Austin, who's going to be a big time player for this franchise for the rest of her career as long as she stays here, which I'm sure yeah. the the Tebows are going to ensure that they do and keep Shakira Austin in town. But, you know, Shakira Austin, uh, you know, a hopefully fully, fully healthy Elena Deladon this coming round year. Yeah. Uh, you know, just come back with all, all defensive backcourt, first team, Tasha Cloud, Ariel Atkins, and then you got Alicia Clark. I mean, you just – you've got the tools to run, you know, run a good squad next year. If yeah. if you can if you can have your your – Elena Deladon as healthy as possible through the duration of a season, then you can compete for a championship always. Absolutely. It's, it's hard to believe he's been coaching. Uh, Mike has been coaching for 55 years the last 20 of which of course were spent in the W with 10 in Connecticut and 10 in Washington. Um, you know, he did feel like it's, it was time to turn the team over to Eric and his coaching staff um, ready and prepared for it. Looking forward to my continued role as GM working together with the incredible energy that Mario, Eric, and the rest of the staff bring in order to continue our pursuit of another WNBA championship. Man, shout out to Coach Tebow on a great coaching Absolutely. career. Absolutely. And now, BJ, it's time to play with it or quit Ooh, it. Boy. My right. turn now. Okay. Coming at you with five questions. And I need to know, BJ, if you're with it or if you just, you just want to quit it. All right. The last time we did this, we did something pretty historic. I'm we not did. promising the same. but I don't know if those will be the same results this time. It kind of just depends on one of these questions. Okay. But we'll, we'll see how it goes and which side of history you'll be on this okay. time. You never All know. Right. You never All right. Know. Number one. You... BJ Laudermilk, do not like cold drinks or cold food in the cold weather. With it or quit it? Uh, I'm going to say quit it. I, I don't normally, you know, oh, so make. You do. I, no, no, no. I don't normally uh, make like, you know, if it's cold outside, you know, I don't necessarily have to have a hot drink, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm drinking water right now and it's been pretty cool outside the past couple days but you know I, I still get a glass of ice water i, I mean I, unless well, you're talking about i mean just, ice water like, i mean that's not what i mean necessarily okay. like you being like, out in the cold like are you gonna be getting a cold drink or something so like, like, I, like I coffee know. kind of thing maybe or something <sighs> like I, I don't know how to explain this now so you, like like let's say like deeper than into this than it was supposed to be but well, I was just um, like, say, like you, so like for example, I was calling hockey play by play and it was cold as crap in that rink. But mm -hmm. instead of getting, you know, a hot chocolate, I went and got a little smoothie and it was like a little cool drink instead of to whatever kind of like regulate would you your eat body. ice cream. 
mm-hmm. or whatever. So, oh, I mean, like, you don't have to be outside, but like in the wintertime, like sometimes people aren't ice cream people or whatever mm-hmm. and things like that. Or No, so that, I never try to regulate based on what it's like outside, uh, you know, food or drink wise. So I'm going to have to say quit it that, okay. that I don't I don't uh, avoid that when it's cold. Okay. Number two, the Sacramento Kings will win a playoff series this season, BJ, with it or quit it. Does that include play-in tournament? Do you consider that part nope. of the playoff? No. Mm. Playoff series. Wow. So mm. they get past the play-in, and they lock themselves in as a playoff team, and they win their first-round matchup. Oh man, I'm gonna have to say quit it, Drew. I'm mm. hoping I'm wrong, but you talk about you know the teams that are at the top of the West, and in a six or seven game series, I just don't know. Kings have been a feel good story, and I'm rooting for them. I want them to be good. I want them to get back to that level they were at, you know, 20 years ago, where they were able to, you know, be a, a win or two away, and and you know maybe maybe the conspiracy theories were right about you know helping the Lakers out to get to the finals, but no. Um, I want them to be in that position where they could make those deep playoff runs again. Just don't think it's going to be quite this year. I'm going to say quit it. I'm hoping I'm wrong though. Okay. Number three. You had to know this was coming. The Crandall Pirates <laughs> advanced to round three of the Texas high school football playoffs on question number three of with it or quit it with it or quit it. In my heart of hearts, I'm going to say with it, Drew, because I, I, I've I been very, you know, surprised in the preparations that I made for this week. And, you know, you're going to have a chance to see it for yourself tomorrow. That's Ladies right. and gentlemen, Mr. Drew Ivory is going to be filling in and it's going to be the lowdown doing the broadcast <sighs> with uh, when in the when Crandall takes on Midlothian Heritage in the second round of the high school playoffs of the UIL. I'm I've been surprised that this game feels a little bit closer than I thought when I saw the, how the the bracket could shake out. When I saw that and the, like possibility of a second round matchup, I was thinking no way. In my research and prep, I think there's a chance to victory, and I'm going to go with my heart instead of my brain. My brain would tell me to say quit it absolutely, but I'll go with my heart and I'll say with it, and we'll, we'll hey. be talking. Talking some Thanksgiving football for round three. There you go. Number four. Ranch dressing is the most popular dipping sauce. With it or quit it? Yeah, I think it is. I'm going to say with it. It depends on what you want to dip. Now, I mean, whether it being the most popular means it's the best or not depends on, on what you want. But I mean, you think about the versatility you can do, you know, vegetables, you can do chicken. Uh, but like, you know, if you're having chicken, maybe some you want like ketchup or gravy or something like that. There's, there's a lot of dipping sauce, barbecue, uh, but ranch because it's, you know, not just limited to, you know, like French fries or, or chicken or, or vegetables or anything like that. It does have more versatility. So I will say with it. There you go. And last but not least, BJ, number five. Think American Airlines Center. Okay. Nachos are the most popular concession stand food for 
a basketball game with it or quit it? Oh, I'm trying to think because there are a lot of options. At, there are, uh, but the they are expensive. That's true. The That's AAC. true. Um, and you know what? Never lets you down. Some nachos. Yeah, that's that's true. I, I see a lot of glizzies there, though. You know, I ain't buying no hot dog at the AAC. No, I, I don't. I don't want it, but I see nope. a lot of people. Um, and this this is not just like you know, like if I wanted like some fries or something like that. It's it's like actual like like hot dog, nacho. Like there's pizza there. I know. I'm gonna say with it. I think I think it is uh, nachos. Probably the most popular. Probably the the one that you can count on the most. Although the last time I was there, they had uh, I did like chicken fingers with fries. It was pretty good. So maybe okay. it just depends on what part of the uh, you know what concession concession stand you go to. Well, BJ, I want to advise you to stay away from those chicken fingers and fries because they they taste good in the moment when you're hungry. But, brother, if you'd have eaten even one more extra chicken strip, you would have been hurting. Because I've had those up in the press box before because they don't feed you there. You better yeah. get water. So you yeah. got to go down there and get you some food. I just opted to get the chicken strips and fries. And, mm -hmm. oh, buddy, fries are good, but the chicken strips, they hurt me. Oh. Hurt man. me a little bit. Mm. Don't recommend. 10 out of 10, don't <laughs> recommend. <laughs> Well, it's been a while since I've been there, so the next time I go, I'll have to keep your words in in, in, yeah. uh, the, in my mind. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is with it or quit it. Woo! And that is also the end yeah. of this episode. Oh, really? Already? Man, I know, man. Make sure you guys are going mm -hmm. and following us on socials, though. We got TikTok, Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram at the underscore lowdown. That's T-H-A underscore lowdown on all those social platforms. I'm actually thinking about changing the handle, getting rid of that low that underscore in the low down there. I just got to see if it works on all the platforms. I know YouTube I is saying. making us switch to a handle now, so we got to grab one. Uh, okay. But I'll, I'll see if, if the lowdown is universally available, then we'll switch it to that just so it's kind of okay. in line with the visuals. Yeah, too. and we'll have, to, but, we'll have to change up the graphic. Yeah, we'll get it fixed, but y'all just, yeah. I mean, it'll be easy to find. There's no one else's low, the lowdown anyway, so. Yeah. But you'll be able to get us if we do change. We'll keep you posted. Absolutely. Of course, if we do do that. And make sure you guys are shopping and getting that merch BJ's got on from T Public Sale going on right now, man. I mean, sales oh, all right throughout now, the holidays. Right yeah. Trying to keep you informed on social media about them so you can get you a nice, comfy pillow to relax on some notebooks to write down all those gifts for all your nieces and nephews or your kids for Christmas stickers keep up with all of them get you a lowdown sticker as well whatever whatever get you a hoodie everything, everything possible. yeah and of course make sure you shop at fanatics with the lowdown using our link every time you're trying to shop at fanatics and get through there and catch the sales that are going on day in and day out Free shipping <laughs> discounts on merch you can get a, you can get one or the other every time you log in through the lowdown link and buy some fanatics merch up to 65 percent off right now going on oh. through the rest of thursday and there's supposed to be even more deals coming up this weekend but right now 65 percent off up to 65 percent off using code rakes r-a-k-e-s exactly and 
You know, next week is, of course, Thanksgiving, so we won't be recording on Z-Day, but we will still get an episode in and get you some post-Thanksgiving listening in. I know some of you will be traveling back from mm-hmm. your Thanksgiving excursions. Now, why not plug in the lowdown for your drive back and get you through that cruise on your way home? And uh, appreciate everybody joining us in for another episode once again, and we'll catch you all next week for another edition of the Lowdown Sports Show. Peace. Peace.